and welcome. I'm Metal. And I'm Scott, and you're listening to PodcastMan.exe, a podcast detailing our journey through complex socio-political themes using Mega Man Battle Network anime. <laughs> Check it! Podcast Man, power up! So we had a couple of episodes. We did have a couple of episodes, yeah, yeah. Not not quite as, like, hitting as the one in uh, Heaven City, but, you know. It's, uh, let's see, we're going to deal with income inequality, we're going to deal with the IMF, we're going to deal with eco-terrorism. Yeah. God. <laughs> So yeah, like let's just strap the fuck in and and uh, you know get started. The first time issue, uh, issue of this episode is uh, how we should eat the rich. Yeah, that we should eat the rich um, because we open up with poor Higsby kind of lamenting that uh, according to the dub there is only. One dollar and eight cents left in his bank account, which is funny because they they don't edit the screen of like his checking account that Numberman displays. It is still very much in yen. It is just one oh eight, and I'm pretty sure you the the yen symbol is even still there. So yeah, they call it zenny, but it's definitely just one hundred eight. Which is about one dollar and eight cents, to be fair. It's a it's a fine conversion rate. Right. Yeah, it makes sense, and then it means that you know you you can't just say oh one dollar and eight cents, and you're not and the, they're not likely gonna catch the lack of a decimal point. But they call it zenny in the show, huh? Or in the original? Yeah, which is based on an actual type of old Japanese monetary unit, the zenny. Oh wow. Which is why it's used so often in video games and stuff. I honestly didn't remember it in anything but Mega Man Battle Network, so... There's Zenny, or there's Jenny, or there's Senny. It it comes up again and again. Wow, well, I learned something already. Because, yeah, no, in the dub, they just call it dollars. (laughs) I'm, I'm trying to remember now if... You know, American versions of the games still called it Zenny and just left it sort of like, oh, they'll think it's just like a made-up future uh, money. I know that Mega Man Legends used Jenny, I think. Either way, uh... Hala hala mudala au au. Thanks. <laughs> so, because, yeah, Higsby, Higsby is motherfucking broke, and he's apparently just, uh, like, getting a notice from his... A landlord that he's getting evicted in two hours. I'm assuming the shop landlord, but like, goddamn, two hours notice, that's all he fucking gets. The thing that really gets to me is the appearance of the person whose name I have said a million times before. Uh-huh. Because, yeah, uh huh. Yeah. This is going to be hell because this episode features uh, Gauss. 
Yeah, motherfucking Gauss is here. I also uh, pointed it out. I, like I was like, "Oh fuck, here he finally is." Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, Gauss. We've been talking about him all season by accident. Here he finally is. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the show has only actually alluded to him once, like in the episode with Mama Zach. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Count Zach's brother is he's here, and he uh, is. Fucking rich as shit. So, yeah, so Gauss arrives basically to say that he's going to be Higsby's new investor to help save his, uh, you know, store rental and general money problems. Yeah, pretty much. And then I think we cut right to the, uh, the cyber bank, right? With all the little... Yes, the cyber bank! And in the cyber bank, how they do cyber banking is that tiny, tiny little money mets break Uh numbers from one square to another. Yeah, that's how banking works. I know that there there was a bunch of dubbed ad-libbing at this part. Uh, I'm sure that was totally quiet in the original. I don't- I didn't know what they said. Yeah, I think it was just, like, in the dub, they are having Gauss basically narrate that he's got plans in store. But, uh, unfortunately, someone is here to ruin the Mets' day, and that someone is magnetman.exe. His name is Magnetman. He's got magnets in his hand. He's got a knife in his hand. Man, you you better not mess with Magnetman. You better not mess with Magnetman. Magnet Man, his name is Magnet Man. Magnet Man, he does what a magnet can. I'm gonna tell you why you shouldn't ever fuck with Magnet Man. His name is Magnet Man, got magnets in his hands. He's got a knife in his hand, don't fuck with Magnet Man. He'll probably stab you and take all your money, man. You've got to know when to let shit fucking go. I think we better not fuck with Magnet Man. I think we better not fuck with Magnet Man. In fact, we better not fuck with Magnet Man. Let's go. I mean, you really be- <laughs> You really don't fuck with Magnet Man. Because he... Completely just, you know, wrecks all the poor money mets. He kicks one to begin with, and it's just, like, so cool. It is! And, like, here's the thing about Magnet Man EXE, like, he's, like, one of the robot masters that got, like, really beefed up for his EXE form. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really like his design, honestly. Yeah, it's pretty fun. He looks intimidating. It is intimidating, like, I just personally, like, it's not what appeals to me as much, but, like, it, it's, it's, it's a perfectly good design, and yes, it is intimidating. Okay, okay, not every robot master has to be sexy for us in EXE. But, can't they? No, they can't, as we saw with the Snake Man on EXE. Yeah, oh, god, fucking F. And at least Magnet Man looks good, unlike poor Snake Man. Yeah. <laughs> he also reminds me of oh, uh, yes. Deep Pool here, but the uh, 2011 anime expo short Hammerhead, which is really good and everyone should watch it, and it makes me cry every time. Goodbye. Okay. I, if it involves, like, a Hammerhead, I could kind of see, like, what, you, what you're getting at. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, the father gets the top of his head cut off completely, and it awakens a superpower of regeneration and super strength in him. And his oh. daughter follows him around with his sledgehammer that he uses to fight evil. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yo, though, who, who, is, who may not be sexy, but also has a very good design. Toadman.exe. And he is here to provide some transitions for us. Basically, just cutting from uh, the bank to uh, Yai, in fact, in her car with Lan and friends. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, our, I was going to ask, do they have the dramatic organ music in the dub? Oh, yes, they do. Oh, thank goodness. Yes. And do they have Magnet Man going, mm, as he uses the magnets that are in his hands? Um... I don't think he does anything like that, no. Ah, you're you're missing out. No. Toby is providing transitions as Robbie is like giving a news story explaining how this philanthropist billionaire Gauss has arrived to invest in Dentex City and he has apparently built like a new hospital, new Knew everything, basically, and yeah. even has these little children with the give-a-dime-to-the-world UNICEF boxes. He's like, right, yeah. yeah. I'll give money, yeah. Yeah. And, like, so, and so, like, Yai is watching the story, and she says, This man doesn't get what it means to be rich at all. You're supposed to spend money on yourself. And I just said, well, have fun in, in the guillotine, Yai, when you grow up. Oh. Oh, it's worse by that. It, it, it's not that it's supposed to be spent on yourself. It's it's supposed to be spent by me, Yai. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of... That's, like, kind of funny. I think I like that more. But yeah, but still, obviously, that said, we cannot trust this guy as far as we can throw him. Absolutely not. But also, Yai's order when she asks Glide for a snack. Yeah. It's the bourgeois road chocolate cake. I don't think they made that joke in the dub. She got her bougie cake. But yeah, so as it turns out, the kids are all just, you know, on their way to go to the Higsby's chip shop. But then the place where his shop was is gone and empty. Oh no, is it closed down? What happened? No, turns out it moved, and it moved to this giant fucking uh, you know, business center, like, skyscraper thing. There there was, like, a time when, like, my my local hobbyist shop, like, D&D-type hobbyist stuff, they moved locations, and one day I went to, you know, where their old place was, like, right by my house, and it was locked, and everything was gone, and I was so scared that it was closed down for good suddenly. But no, they had a helpful little sign saying, we fucking moved. Which is not something that Higsby had on his store, so I don't know how he expected anyone to find him. Uh, well, he moved into a gigantic skyscraper in the middle of the city. Maybe he may have expected people to see the giant skyscraper. I mean, yeah, but like, I, I don't think the, the skyscraper had any kind of signage. It seemed like... His shop is just sort of like one floor of the skyscraper. I guess so, but it's a really fancy floor. He owns the whole thing, and he's showing it off, and he's gloating. Yeah, it's the bougiest fucking chip shop ever. He's also got, like, you know, he's basically got, like, a cafe, right? Yeah, he's just got his own catering service and everything. 
guy says like something about like wanting a snack and he gets her like a really like another really chocolate strawberry roll pastry cake thing yeah with extra fresh raspberries and all that yeah all i I remember for sure is that uh i i actually really wanted it oh it looks good so they're all like higsby where the fuck did you get all this money from and he's like oh i got it from bank and it's like oh think of me you know you can't trust money just from the bank you know from the bank from the bank shows off his pt and it's the 108 but it has a whole bunch of zeros at the end now it sure does and yeah the, uh, uh, this is when i definitely noticed it still just had the yen symbol beside it <laughs> So on the way home, still in the eyes, wonderful pink limousine, Glide informs her that her accounts have all been shut off and she can't use her debit cards anymore. She's like, oh, well, I'll see to that. Attaches one of those credit card readers to the side of her PET. Yeah. Brings open an entire Yu-Gi-Oh deck box full of credit cards. Starts swiping them one by one. I just want to note real quick that when she's first, like, asking Clot Glide, fuck, <laughs> you, you did Glide, this. join! <laughs> asking Glide about her, her money situation, what she says exactly is, what's shaking, Glide? Which I just thought was funny. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, someone has hacked her account. Her entire deck of credit cards is empty. Like, there's, like, zero money in any of them. I also just, like, I didn't realize that, but it's, like, fun that they have the fucking card reader attachment you could put on a PET, because that's the thing that they would have. Yeah, in-universe, in it definitely makes sense. Why does she have so many cards? Like, I'll never, I can never get people who have, like, multiple credit cards or multiple debit cards or something like that, you know? Well, in this case, it's because she probably has a limit on each of her debit cards, and since she has so much money, she just needs it all on the debit card. Probably! I mean, you know, like, a a debit card, it doesn't have, like, a, a, a spent, a credit lit. No, no, but sometimes you can only put so much money on a debit card. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, if your card has a 2000 or $5,000 limit, and you're a yai, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I get you. I also just had to note that she was basically doing card swipe slap. Yeah. Card <laughs> slap, but with money. So, not only are her personal uh, accounts, like, drain dry, it's the whole Ionotech company is out of money. They have hacked her accounts and like the entire and like her daddy's bank accounts and everything. It's fucking gone. And Higsby is drinking it all in. Yeah, they make it very obvious that like her money is going into his account and like get and it was like Gauss, if you weren't super rich yourself, I might be okay with your plan of just switching around the money amounts in different people's accounts here. Or rather, if Gauss had decided to not give it all to Higsby as a money laundering scheme, and instead, you know, made it equal. Yeah. And, you know, so obviously Yai is very upset, and Glide himself is also quite upset to be a common net navvy like the rest of his friends. And I'm just like, no, you know what, Glide, it's time for you to be humbled along with your net op here. Yes. 
But you know, her friends, her friends try and cheer her up, and they even, you know, buy her a little strawberry milk to try and cheer her up, which is very cute. She doesn't enjoy the. She does not want the proletariat's strawberry milk. Yeah. <laughs> so their friends are kind of wondering, like, well, what the fuck happened to all your money? Why is it? Why is Yai suddenly out of money, and Higsby suddenly is like, you know, so fucking super rich? And I said, well, the thing is, Tori, money kind of just be like that sometimes. Honestly, the way that Gauss is explaining it, like all he's doing is switching the negatives with the positives and flinging it all around like yeah that's that's just how it be in this modern world yeah i also super appreciate you know me yeah. i am a slut for organ music uh-huh so all of these cutaways to magnet man redirecting the money with these flourishing hand motions and all the boxes with the numbers on them are flowing back and forth while this beautiful organ music plays i'm like ah oh, yeah 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 i'm yeah. vibing yeah, no, I, I honestly, I can't remember um, what exactly the dub music had. Like, I feel like it was still organ music, because it kind of had to be. Because, yes, we cut to Gauss outlining his evil plan, and this is when I said, This bitch has an organ, because I forgot about that. Could you forget about his gigantic skyscraper-sized yeah. organ? Which It's a giant played. fucking organ. <laughs> it only gets better, but let's not spoil that. Yeah, yeah. We actually cut to Chad, who I I wished had also had his money stolen, because, you know. Yeah, we so, wish. He also needs to be humbled sometimes, <laughs> too. So, but uh, we cut to him because Yai has gone to visit him to be like, hey, did you get your company's fucking money stolen too and he says no but it's not a surprise because bad companies always go bankrupt <laughs> I, yeah i said like he just immediately comes for and her fam for her and her family's life you can still tell like he's just being a giant fucking soon and you know like exactly like what's gonna fucking happen yeah because he has this soft smile as she leaves yeah, and like kind of just seeing them like s- snip at each other, it was, I I, en- I enjoyed it. It was cute. Next, Mega Man explains economics. Yeah, Mega Man. I, like my my note for this was Mega Man. Don't act like you get stonks. I don't get stonks. Look, maybe Mega Man does get stonks. Maybe he does, but I don't know. He is I, a smart lad. He is a smart lad, but he's. Still only a lad. It's true, but <laughs> he he understands them to a basic level of stonking. Yeah, and he tries to explain to Lan, uh, yeah, Equinox, to try and explain what the hell's going on with money lately. Because, you know, it did, did do kind of be like that sometimes with money and stonks. He's like, it's all an illusion based on how much you trust the company. And like, yeah, that's it. It's all an illusion. You know what? Yeah, okay. You know, he 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 get he does get it. He does get it, yeah. And so our, our stonk market is a big credit is a big grade that you get at the end of the semester. Yes. And if yeah. Yaito's grades get any worse. Yeah, yeah, they use grades to explain it, which is, you know, fair. <laughs> I guess. Well, I mean, fair. it's something that he could understand, right? Exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. 
my only note next is just like, God, I love this bank guy's voice. So I guess we cut to the bank, and I guess the guy in the dub had a good, uh, enjoyable voice. Proto-Man is being sent to investigate what's going on at the bank, because, you know, obviously he's not going to admit it, but he's totally going to help Yai now. But Proto-Man just looks so bored being sent on this errand. I feel very <laughs> bad for him. Well, as far as Proto-Man is concerned, as Enzon explains, it's just a problem with the wiring inside of the bank's computer. And so as far as Proto-Man knows, he's just going to go in there and make sure that the accounts are linked correctly again. Yeah, so like, he, yeah, he's just doing this, like... He's doing stuff that the bank should do. And honestly, the bank should do this because there are internal banking rules, usually, about... Right all these large transfers happening. This isn't a normal thing. This is something yeah. that somebody should take a look at as it's happening. It should be flagged in their system and they should go, hmm, I, this doesn't look right. Right. But instead, it's Cha himself who has to go and do that for her because, you know, also he's a little personally invested. Not like he's gonna say so, but, you know, he's gotta go take care of himself. Not that he's friends or anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like he's concerned about his friend's finances at all. Luckily, Proto-Man gets to have a much more interesting time because, yeah, it's full of fucking viruses that he's got to fight. And I just remember that while, you know, they were doing their thing of Chad having him attack the different viruses, he seemed, like, very enthusiastic just when giving his commands or, like, saying the chips he was sending him and whatnot. Just because I said, oh, Chad, you can calm down a little, okay? He's having fun. Let him. Yeah, and Proto-Man's definitely having fun, too, because we see he has a little Proto-Man smirk. And Magnet-Man is invisible. Yeah! He's sneaking around like a sneaky boy being invisible with his electric barrier. Turn yeah. away those photons. Gotta love it. Very cool. Very next-gen. Uh-huh. Very handsome voice. Yeah. It's still not enough to hide him from Proto-Man's blade, so, so you know, he takes a couple swipes at him, and Gauss is like, no, get the fuck out of there, we can't, like, if, if he fights you and figures out, like, who you're connected to, like, this plan will be ruined, so just, you know, get out of here. And the dub, Magnet Man says uh, something like, yes, my master, and I'm like, ugh, you poor bastard. Does Magnet Man whistle in yours? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, uh, Proto Man undoes the electric shield around Magnet Man. Magnet Man looks Proto Man up and down and goes, <laughs> Can't whistle, can ya? No, I cannot whistle, and I'm not ashamed. <laughs> you know what I can do? Spartito Okay, alright, okay, alright, so, uh, back to the, uh, homoerotic subtext. Yeah, that the dub fucking robbed us of, goddamn. But yeah, so Magnet Man makes his escape, Gauss then contacts Higsby, saying that, you know, he's gotta be on the lookout for anyone showing up to his shop anytime soon, because he knows that his money situation is being investigated. 
Uh, so basically says like, look out for anyone. They might be out to steal your money. So yeah. when Land shows up to to go to Higsby's and just be like, hey, what the fuck's up? Oh, Higsby is overcome with greed. Well, yeah, he is. And he immediately accuses Lan of being sus because he says he's got to be an imposter come to, yeah, steal his money. <laughs> so yeah, I just said Lan yeah, sus, followed by a Magus. Uh, unfortunately, the only way to get in is to vent, so, uh, <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So Lan takes the elevator up, and we see Higsby poised to strike at the poor boy with something. A broom. Broom breaks on the top of the elevator, and then it bonks him in the head from stonk to bonk. It's fine. <laughs> I hope, I hope Pigsy's okay, but it's like, oh, whatever, he's fine, Land. just take his money. Not quite, because Magnet Man is here to defend the scheme. Yeah. Uh, I made a note that, like, he says something about, like, you know, magnetic force or something, and I, and I just, you know, made the note, Lorenz Force! <laughs> and it's just a shame that we can't, I, I can't put in Stains of Time as an interstitial music twice in a row. Friend? Yes. You can. I can, but should I? You know, I recently had a dream that had. Yeah. Anyway. Huh? One, two. Let's, let's continue. <laughs> Listeners, I love one, two. We. Okay, we both love Monsoon. You, you don't have to take all the horny credit here. We both love Monsoon, and we both have terrible taste. Deeply. My ha. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> of note, Magnet Man does not whistle at Mega Man. Because Mega Man is a baby. He's baby. In the dub, he, 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 like, immediately answers to Gauss, like, by name. And I'm like, well, good job revealing who you're working for. Oh, no, wait, no! I'm wrong. Mega Man is be isn't blabbing anything. Gauss is saying, like, he doesn't reveal who he himself is, but he does reveal that he's working for Grave, which I still feel like is saying way too much, you stupid dramatic slut. Well, yeah, he just he just laughs. It's like, yes, it was always a gospel this whole time. Because he has that sort of a voice in the original. Yes, he does the Ojo laugh hand. Yep, yep, he sure do. He is Pegasus. He doesn't sound quite like Pegasus in the dub, but you know, he's still doing the hand, and he's still and, and like you know, that still automatically makes it an Ojo laugh. Well, it is full on Ojo in the original. Thank God. How do you like my evil magnetol anymore? <laughs> he has a really interesting way of speaking that only gets more and more camp as the episode goes on, honestly. Oh, uh, yeah. It, I, I think it comes through a little bit in the dub, but I fully believe that, like, it's full on in the original, which, you know, <laughs> it's fun. He also does a few shays. Oh, there are? Yeah, there's a few shays. Oh my god. 
Yeah, they don't. They certainly don't give him any like little t- verbal tips like that in the dub. Oh, I really like the way that Magnet Man fights too, because he has these fun little magnetic tricks that he pulls on Mega Man. Yeah, one of those tricks being that apparently he can divide into two. Yeah, yeah. We thought we thought Gemini Man was the only you know third gen robot master that could do that but no he can in exe he sure can he divides specifically in like you know between Usul and minin yeah basically (laughs) and he just like you know with the two of himself he just continuously body slams poor poor hub between the two giant magnet bodies and sometimes they transform into giant magnet spheres yeah sometimes it's fine, because just as Hub is going to get bodied for real, Proto comes to save him. He comes and carries him out of the way just in time. Yeah. Lan's like, what, Chod, you're here? And and Chod's like, hey, Lan, I'm totally not here to help a friend or anything. Let's do a program advance, boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, turns out we were completely wrong that the program advance never happens again. Except that they don't call it program advance oh they call it program advance in the dub huh they call it beta sword in the original wow i mean i guess like you know fair on the dub for calling call it like they seize it as they should but the effect of their beta sword program advance is to absolutely demolish the blue magnet man at which uh, the red magnet man turns around and says my twin yeah, no, so, yeah, they just straight up do double program advance again, I guess, like, not learning, uh, uh, from the last time they did that, and it created, uh, a light more beautiful than God, but, you know, it, it's, it's fine, cause all, yeah, it's only strong enough to take down one of the magnet mans, and in fact, the one that pushes the other out of the way. Yeah, oh my god, he's like, oh, he's touching a bit. We get so easily attached to these robots. We do. But look, you know, Magnet Man himself, like, seems like a little attached, so how can we help ourselves? It's true, it's true. Well, Higsby has a taste for blood. He's just absolutely going to end Lan until Mega Man's like, no, 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 he's the real one, he's the real one. Also, there's a magical doorway that I'm going to activate because there's another level to this secret tower. Oh, and by the way, the penthouse is technically an organ, and the organ is technically a rocket ship that's made from Leonardo da Vinci's screw helicopter plane. And it's still an organ, and you fly it by playing the organ. Yeah, <laughs> and it's made of stained glass. Yeah, I I I had to make note of the stained glass in particular when they showed it, cause like God, the stained glass ceiling—it's so fucking dramatic. I hate it and love it. It's up both of our alleys. They are targeting us. We also get more dubbed in lines as Gauss's organ turns into the Da Vinci vehicle. I hate it, by the way. This is so stupid. <laughs> and I love it. I love it and hate it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking the same. This is, like, really when it's, like, hammered in that Gauss is his brother's brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he really <laughs> is. <laughs> and I don't like him. I don't. I, I do not like this man. I like his Navi, but I do not like this man. <laughs> He's t- 
definitely something. I definitely like. I definitely appreciate Zap way more. Oh, but Gauss, he's he's a fun villain. You know, you can love to hate at least. Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely a solid fun villain for sure. All it. Oh, everything was returned to normal the next day in the Anangano Koji household. Yeah, and I, I like, I said to Lan, like, couldn't you have maybe not have returned all of her money? Yeah, she wouldn't miss a billion dollars. Yeah, honestly, uh, it's uh, someday, Lan, someday. We both know that it's going to be Mega Man who's going to figure it out first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all her money's back. Yai goes back to Chod, I guess. Or did she go back? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. She goes back to Chod. They meet and she's in her car and he's out the car. And she's like, thank you for all your help. I bet you don't want to admit that you were helping me. Yeah, no. Chod tries to be a fucking suit, but she immediately calls him the fuck out on it. End of episode, honestly. Oh, well, there's that thing with Higure, how he loses his skyscraper, but... Eh. Yeah, poor, poor Higure. Yeah, poor guy, like, is back to being broke as hell. And I'm like, yeah, I say, I'm sorry, Higsby. I would have left you enough money to, you know. Also, like, this is just me talking about real finance, uh-huh. land ownership, but I don't understand why in a business they'll kick you out and then leave the storefront blank. Yeah. Because it's not like the person is losing you money by continuing to work there at a loss because if you're not getting rent from them right now, you're also not getting rent from them when the store is empty. Yeah. And it happens down here in Florida, like a lot. So I see these empty places and I'm like, you think that you were going to sell it to a new renter for more money. Right. But it has been two years and this has not happened. (laughs) Well, like, literally, I, there was that post going around, I think, like, today, I don't know, time is fake, basically recently, where, like, someone was saying, like, we should make it so that business owners and landlords have to pay a fine for any empty space on their property, and, yeah. I hadn't seen that post, but that sounds good. Yeah. Landlord listeners, do not at us. Also, landlord listeners who are people who have, like, one house that they're renting out, we're not talking about you. Yeah, we're not talking about you, guys. We're, you, you know who we're talk, actually talking about when we say landlords. Yeah, you know. So that's that fucking episode. And now we move on from wealth inequality to ecoterrorism. Ecoterrorism, yay! Yay! <laughs> now going to watch a Ghibli movie. <laughs> Pretty much. How would you like to watch Princess Mononoke at a lower budget yep. with electricity? Yeah! God, shit. 
<laughs> it's just fucking hitting me. God damn it. Same movie. Same movie. <laughs> Fewer people with leprosy. Yeah. I can't per se say there's zero people with leprosy. We never know. You never know. But we open up oh. not in a forest beseeched by a demon, but in the waterworks. We're back in the waterworks again. We get to see Tori's dad the, just for this opening scene as someone is hacking into the waterworks systems. Yet again, they have not learned their lesson and strengthened their... Uh, virus protection at all, apparently. Look, uh, that would require getting a firewall, and they're the waterworks. You know what? That You got me there. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we get to see, we're given a hint of who this new hacker boy is, but and I recognize him in the, immediately. So do I, and I get very angry because I remember watching this with you years ago and how angry I got then. Yeah. You know, it's not anger, it's disappointment. It is disappointment. And I forgot about that. I was just so overcome with excitement because it's quick, man, y'all. It's quick! I, uh, <laughs> I love the design. I love the yeah. personality. I love the, the character arcs of the original quick man. I certainly love, um, this, I certainly love Quickman EXE's design as well. He's, he's very cute. Oh, it's great. And, you know, the personality bits that are, we do get to see, few as they are. It is Quickman. It is an adaptation of Quickman. It is correct. It has all the seeds to be a wonderful Quickman in EXE. And this is his... Only appearance! Yeah, it really sucks. Like, this is it! This isn't like with some of the other net navy villains of the day that, like, get their turn. No, he only gets- you get one quick man! We get multiple whale mans. We get multiple shining mans. We get multiple bubble mans. No, one quick man. One. Yeah, it, it's a shame. And he looks so good, though, the thing is. He really does. I love Quick Man. They went the all out when animating him, and the still shots, they go full in for all the airbrushing. It's like, they love they loved working with Quick Man and his design. Yeah, as they and should. you know what? Forget about going in order, but why, why does this dude have Quick Man? Yeah, no. Like, this Nedop absolutely does not deserve Quick Man. Like, if this were Bubble Man, sure. If this were Tornado Man, sure. Can't have Wood Man because we already have Wood Man. Yeah, but... we already have Wood Man. But, like, you know what? Actually, though, like, Tornado Man would be, yeah, a solid choice for an eco-terrorist. Or fucking Plant Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, Plant Man. Yeah. Or Centaur Man. Yeah. Defender of the Woods, Centaur Man. I could see it. But, no, it's Quick Man. Quick Man who has nothing to do with eco-terrorism. Usually, I mean, Quick Man could get involved with eco-terrorism, but it wouldn't yeah. be his operator. Yeah, no, like, he he seems, like, more likely to be committing eco-terrorism in- Or he'd be, like, the culprit that this eco-terrorist is fighting. He's going around cutting the fucking forest with his quick boomerangs. It's either that, or he'd be the mercenary that the eco-terrorists hire to get stuff done. It wouldn't be his motivation. <laughs> 
Yeah, he needs to be, like, way more selfish. His motivation is going fast. It, yeah, it's a shame. Like, Quickman and Snake Man get, like, really done dirty here. Even Snake Man gets more episodes, though. That's true. He does. That's a while off, but you know what? Yeah, I forgot. God damn. Yeah, no. Quickman is just done for dirtiest, then. <sighs> At least we have a beautiful lesbian here to salve our wounds. We do. The kids are... No, the children. Not the kids anymore, alas. The children are here. They are out with Val. They are going on a camp. I thought the kids are... Fuck, I thought the kids are... Don't don't confuse me. (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm confused. I thought the children were Wiley's children. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You're right. Yes! Yes! I finally did it! So yeah, the fucking kids are out, uh, uh, you know, being led on, like, you know, a nice little nature hike or, like, camping experience by Sal, favorite sweet nature-loving lesbian. The kids are making a comment about how, like, oh, it's weird, like, not using their PETs and not netballing right now. And at this point, Lan is very much absent, and I'm like, is that why Lan isn't even here? He couldn't fucking deal with the possibility of not fighting with Mega Man? Lan is not ready to touch grass. <laughs> but, you know, the kids quickly point out, like, hey, wait, where's Lan? So, like, he's supposed to be with them, and I'm just like, oh no, is this stupid boy just fucking lost? But no, he's fine. They spot him, like, kind of, like, just a ways back, snacking on something. <laughs> Scott, do you want to know what they, uh, what they call what he's eating in the dub? He's eating onigiri. He is eating onigiri, but guess what they called in the dub? Uh, powder donuts. Nope, they call it cupcakes. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh, the kids are very angry that he is eating from their snack supply already, and Melu sends Roll to get their asses. Do it. Just absolutely end him. Yeah. So she kind of just the like- The way that she pushes into frame is so cute too, because she does like hip first and goes- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, you know, we're seeing, it's sort of like the screen is split with like Lan in the real world and Mega Man talking to him within his PET. And then yeah, Roll zips, zips into his PET and yeah, bumps him aside to get into the other screen. It's too bad that Lan is not as powerful as a certain net operator and cannot interact with the screen. <laughs> I know, God, oh, still so much. We have to, we have to keep also, it together. How does man get up onto the mountain? What do they call those things? Like the ski chalet things? Well, ski lift. Oh, oh yeah, it's a, a fulikuli fulikula. That's what it is. Oh, that's what it is. No, really, really, that's what that song's about. Oh. Huh. Wait, do you know what song I'm talking about? No! Oh, okay, um... The, it's the Spider-Man pizza theme. Oh my god. The Spider-Man pizza theme is Fleekly Fleekla, and oh. it is an Italian song about uh, the invention yeah. of the ski lift. It's like THE Italian song, and I never... Wow. Fucking incredible. 
So yeah, there's another new fun fact for us. Thank you, Scob. I, I, I never knew that that was the meaning of that song before. I'm just also at the same time dying because the kids keep referring to the onigiri as cupcakes. It's, it's not. It, it, it's, it's, it's not. Here's the thing, I could understand if they called it a powdered donut though, because then it's, it's vaguely powdered donut hole shaped. Like, it's, a, it's white, you hold it in one hand, kind of flat, sure. Yeah, sure. You could say that the seaweed is actually a piece of napkin. Yeah, that they're eating. Yeah, that... Look, it's Lan, he would. Yeah, the dude never actually... I don't think, like, in most anime, they will actually show them biting through the seaweed when they take a bite of onigiri. So yeah, like, you could definitely say that. But no, it's fucking cupcakes. Where they get land back and they reunite for their proper camping dinner, which is shish kebab, which actually gets a nice uh, anime food treatment because it does look rather good. Oh, it does. Oh, I want some of that barbecue so bad. Yeah. I'm really hungry. Oh, I just made a note that Hub apparently did something very cute, or he looked very cute. Maybe he just made, like, a very cute face. <laughs> As he do. Meanwhile, late-stage capitalism. Environmental destruction. Gentrification. Yeah. We look off to see that part of the forest is being bulldozed for some sort of new construction and aren't they going to be surprised when the capybaras arrive? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so as Sal is looking off, reflecting on how she's got to save the forest, she flashes back to before this little excursion began, when Commander Beef said that, you know, there's been cyber attacks on the wireworks, and they suspect that, like, a dam in this forest is going to be the next target. They want her to go out to investigate because, you know, this is her this is her domain. Also, Commander Beef notes that the kids are going out on a trip there. And basically he wants her to babysit them, but he doesn't admit it. He just says she just wants her there to have them for if they need to get into a net navy fight. But no, it's okay. Sure, Masa. Yeah, we know. We know, Mesa. You, you're being a dad and making sure the kids have an adult with them. He's such a good boy. So, uh, then a giant boar appears. Oh, a giant boar? The note I said was 30 to 50 feral hogs. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> it's just one... It's just one very large wild boar. Now, mind you, wild boars in real life do get very large, but not as large as this thing. This thing is the size of a VW bus. Yeah, no, it's fucking gigantic. But Sal is quick to point out that is a gentle giant. It's baby. Because she says, oh, she's quite tame, actually. And then... Sal pet the piggy. Yeah, she pet the piggy, and the piggy love it. Yeah. And, like, I would absolutely pet the hell out of this piggy. They make it look very, very cute. Also, it is baby. It really is baby. It's a konoko. This child. This baby. How much bigger is it gonna get? This is Mononoke. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. She does say it's like, oh, she, like, she's a baby. Yeah, and it's like, Jesus Christ, what's the size of an adult? 
And then we get another voice actor reunion between Sango and Miroku again because an old friend of hers appears. And he's definitely an old friend because the kids are trying to set them up like, oh, is it a loving reunion of childhood friends turned to childhood lovers? And she's like, no, no, he's, he's just my friend. Please, God. <laughs> and then they have the gall to say, oh, yeah, but why are your cheeks so pink like that? And it's like, because it's her character design her cheeks are always pink her cheeks are always pink that's funny because it's pretty different in the dub i just want to like quickly clarify what i mean uh because these two these two voice actors seem to have like a history of working on the same t thing together and kind of being paired up to some degree or another Sal is also the main voice of Barbie in a lot of the Barbie movies. And I know that at least in the Nutcracker, the other character, this dude who shows up, was also the voice of her Ken in that movie. Fun fact. Amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. But um, in the dub, it's not like they're, the girls are trying to like set Sal up with this dude at all. Like, I think maybe Melu makes a little bit of a comment, but I think... Like, I think it's mainly just, like, that the girls are just immediately crushing on him <laughs> themselves. Oh. Oh, wow. Like, they are not in the original. Yeah, no, like, I like uh, I wish I knowed what she said, but, like, yeah, I definitely makes a comment about him being cute. And, like, and, 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 like, my note next was even Sal's, like, yeah, calm down. Yeah, seriously, yeah, calm down. This dude... I'm sorry, no. Yeah, no, you don't want him. No one wants him. I forgot to mention, we also get to know that the little piggy's name is Bora. That's so cute! And there's a point when they're all looking out over the forest together on like a high cliff, and we get to see Bora with like a, a cute little to sharp tooth smile. It's, it's very good. This is an adorable boar. It is an adorable boar. Sorry, I had to interpret my note for a second because there's a point in the dub where he's talking and there's a very weird and deliberate pause, which I assume they just had to put in because uh, lip syncing. Probably. Where he just says this paradise on earth. And I probably even just then saying it made it sound like too natural. It's very awkward. <laughs> Yeah, he, he is talking about it. It is time to learn about woo in all of its forms. It's time to get very crunchy because he's talking about the special natural law and here in this uh, paradise of animals. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, oh, my dude. Yeah. But Sal's happy for him. She's happy he's a ranger and he gets to follow his dreams. So she's being a good supportive friend. I don't remember what ex I'm. I can't interpret this next note. It just says, Sal, no wonder you're su sus of this guy. He's not good at this. <laughs> Got any idea what I might have been Well, I don't think he is very good at it. He's not. You know what? That's true. Oh, that's right. He's, like, just, like, saying shit that's, you know, very sus. Like, people need to be taught not to mess with Mother Nature or something like that. And Sal's like, huh? Oh, Sal, it sure would be a shame if something happened to that dam, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. So she's immediately getting up in the middle of the night to tail him. Right. Did you also see Sal's titties through her shirt when she got up? Yeah, I also saw <laughs> Sal's titties through her shirt. Uh, yeah, so she goes out to tail the dude. Lan is still awake. He's like just coming out of the bathroom or something. 
And he knows her leaving, so he immediately starts to tail her, because Lan cannot man his... No, he can't mind his own damn business, was why I said my note. And then I laughed at my own joke by saying, heh, damn business. Quick prick go noom, was my next note. He do. He do go noom. Or rather, he is stationary while the background goes noom, but fine. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, definitely knows that as well. He's not moving as much at all, at all. But because he's not moving, that means that they get to lovingly draw him. Yeah. Are, are they not actually making Quick look all that fast here? Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad it wasn't just he's me. He's more like covered in spikes, man. Yeah, like Boomerang Man. Like he was originally meant to be. Yeah. And if they'd called him Boomerang Man in this, we maybe would No, no, we would be as disappointed because it's obviously Quick Man. I mean, like, we know it's supposed to be Quick Man. They couldn't, like, get rid of Quick Man and make him not Quick Man, you know? I mean, they never gave me Crash Man. They ne- do never give you Crash Man. But I mean, like, you know, if they just gave you what's obviously Quick Man and easily recognizable as classic Quick Man and then didn't call him Quick Man. I guess they kind of did that a lot in the dub anyway, so. Anyway. <laughs> the whole idea is that, like, he's supposed to be, like, zipping through as, like, as the Dams Network is trying to basically close him off, like, set up, like, their protective barriers or whatever. But he's just, like, rushing through before they can shut it off. Because that's how it works where electronics are moving at the speed of light and he's going faster, I guess. Yeah, he's going faster, which, I mean, you know, if he's gonna be quick man in this world, I guess, like, you know, that's just what you have to do. Just gotta go faster than the speed of light. (sighs) He's gonna make a super sonic man out of you. Okay, so then he uses his uh, super psionic powers because he just puts out his hands and then little rings come out of them in order to break the dam. It's like, he's not even using any of his quick man powers. What is this? Yeah, no, I like I didn't know that as well, but I am remembering it. The main thing I just kind of noticed was that like there's a point where he's like dodging yellow lasers that are going across the screen. I was like, huh, uh-huh, see you. I see you. Yeah. Good old level design. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, hey, do you like Tuxedo Mask? Yes, I do, but I think we're getting uh, a bit ahead of ourselves here. <sighs> yes, Tuxedo Mask, I don't believe it. Are we... Is it all that important to tell the people that Quickman's operator comes out, says he's from Gospel, and he's going to shut down and break the dam? Do we really need to belabor that point instead of getting straight to the emotional heart of the episode? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. We do... I I do, however, want to belabor the fact that, um... <laughs> I, like, one of my notes was when he was starting talking was... Oh, you're an eco-fascist. Yeah, he is. Yep, yep. He is. Yep, yep. he's full-on. Humanity is the cancer. Wipe it out to save the Earth. Yada, yada. Yep. Sal arrives to tuxedo mask his ass. Beautiful. She throws her black rose. She 
she's going to stop his evil plan, but she knows it's him, so she actually unmasks herself and talks to him as one friend to another, and yeah. they debate about their ideals, where he's like, yeah, kill everyone. She's like, violence is not the answer. Hmm, but have you considered kill everyone because animals? Yeah, and then she's like, "You, this isn't like the boy I knew when we were growing up. And I just say, sorry, Sal, your ex is stupid. And also, didn't they say, like, earlier in the episode that, like, if this dam is destroyed and flooded, then it's just gonna flood into the wildlife reserve? Look, he... 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 he isn't thinking. Okay. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure, because never acknowledged that in the show, but... No thoughts, head empty. What he's trying to do is he's trying to stop the construction that's happening in the wildlife area. But anyway, more importantly is that when he uses his special flash ring his to blind ring. her. Yes! Sorry, I just also was very excited for his stupid magic ring. But the best part about his stupid magic ring yeah. is that Miyu notices when Sal is incapacitated immediately. Yeah. Her real, the true love of her life is is uh, there to help. Basically, he like starts broadcasting his eco-fascist ideals uh, all around the city and shit. Somehow, this guy is like already known by his stupid alter ego as the Earth's Avenger because like Miyu makes a comment about it when he's. I guess he's been doing a lot of terrorism. Yeah, I guess so. And, like, my next note is just, God, shut up. He says that the next thing he's going to do is destroy the entire mountain range, and, like, what? my dude, that's going to kill a lot of animals. Yeah, I don't think he says that in the dub, at least, because I definitely don't remember him saying something that blatantly stupid. I just remember next that Sal recovers herself and, you know, fucking tells him off. Yep. And it's like, yeah, like, this isn't you at all. Like, you completely suck now, but you were so nice when you were a boy. And we get a flashback of them together, and Sal is an adorable little girl. She has the biggest eyes. Yeah, and she's just flashing back to when he would tell her stuff about the forest. And basically revealing that he, like, kind of inspired her own love of flowers and nature. And I have to once again tell Sal how sorry I am that her her ex sucks so much now. Look, look, it doesn't have to be her ex, it's just well, this friend she has. You're right, yeah. I'm sorry that your ex-friend sucks so much now. And he does suck. He sucks so much that even Lan is, like, fucking telling him off. He's calling him the fuck out. Absolutely, Lan appears in the dam. Yeah. And the only thing that the Earth Avenger can do is say, you're just a kid, you don't know anything. And Lan's like, yeah, well, I'm a kid and I know that- This is wrong! I also just found it very funny how they proceed to have, like, a moral argument across, like, this giant room. Because, like, Lan's on, like, one side behind a set of rails and he's over on the other side. So, yeah, they're just shouting this moral argument back and forth. They're really getting into it, too. Lan straight up calls his idea garbage and I'm just like, fucking go off! Go off king. And he's basically like, cool motive, still murder, asshole. Yeah, pretty much. They get into it, that's that's the theme. And at the end, the only way to bully subtle this is quick man versus rock man. 
Yeah, I was definitely excited to see the fight start because, you know, we love a good quick man versus rock man fight. It goes by too quickly, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it does, unfortunately. I should also note that in the dub, quick man, I believe he's... Like, I looked up the voices. I don't think he's actually voiced by Scott McNeil, but, like, he really sounds like Scott McNeil. But, yeah, the fight is, in fact, over very quickly. But you do get to see all sides of Quickman's design, and it's so good. Why is it wasted? It's it's really a goddamn shame, because, yeah, Quickman is very, very handsome. Okay, so yeah, so he, he defeats Quick Man, and then, like, it seems like they haven't gained back control of the dam anyway. But, you know, this fucking guy, I don't even remember his name. Uh, Daisuke? I don't remember his dub name at all, so yeah, fuck it, whatever. I don't, I don't care to know his dub name. It's hard to remember Daisuke either, because that's, like, Gregory? <laughs> yeah, so he basically reveals himself to be Schrodinger's asshole. Because he quickly reveals it like, oh no, I wasn't actually gonna flood the dam at all. I just wanted to make everyone notice this construction is a problem and yada yada yada. As you said, Schrodinger's asshole. Um, and Sal is just gonna far too easily forgive him. Mega Man's like, oh, so you're not you're not actually working for Grave then? And Quick Man's like, nah. <laughs> but too bad, because this time it is Quick Man himself who gets Stabbed in the fucking back. I cut me in. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You see, Cutman's here. Voiced by Scott McNeil. Thank goodness. Thank God. I just love this Cutman so fucking much. Uh, yeah. We get to see a lot more of him, thank goodness. Yeah, we will get to see more of him. But yeah, like, Cutman has just murdered Quickman. Mega Man wants to fight him next. But he chooses... Like, an Alex style? Which is like, no, you fool! Well, like man is weak to cut man! <laughs> Sal sends in her boy Woodman to help, to help Mega Man, and he fuses with Woodman next. Which still seems like a bad combination, because not only is Electman weak to Cutman, we all know that Steel-types are super effective against Grass-types, so he's super screwed. At least he should be. Not in this reality. Because when he he instead fuses with Woodman and then basically does like electric wood pillar or lightning wood pillar. I don't remember what the attack is called. But basically it creates like giant wooden stakes that are electrocuted. And they fucking impale Cutman. Thanks, Sailor Jupiter. Thanks, Sailor Jupiter. Cutman makes his escape. Quickman reveals that he's actually, he's totally fine. Even while he still has scissors stuck in his back. He's trying to have a big hero moment, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, cut to outside of the dam, and <laughs> Sal is saying a tearful goodbye to her childhood friend, who is, by the way, just, like, casually walking away from the mess he's made while cop sirens are blaring. Yeah, and, like, I made the note of, like, Sal, like, don't be too sad. This guy kind of really sucks. Yeah, he, he just, he turned out bad, Sal. It's okay, you can't save all of them. You can't. And I, and then I next say that he, she should just go back home to her girlfriend because Mew is there to call her and check in on her. Yeah. Oh. Where? 
Or she should also walk back to the cops and point them in the direction of the eco-terrorist. Yeah, she should. Who is walking away free. Yeah, but we know she won't. We still kind of, like, get, like, a downer ending because, yeah, she still, like, looks on to the construction and it's like, the way he did was wrong, but he was right about one thing. All this is stupidity. Yeah. And yeah, so that's our fucking ending note. Ending note, humans are scum. Goodbye. Ending note, fuck that. Fuck eco-fascists. Humans are not the problem. Capitalism is the problem. And that's why we had these two episodes together this week. Yeah. <laughs> There's your uh, lesson this week, folks. Uh, yeah. Lesson is pester all of your local politicians so that they'll pay attention to the planet. Because changing climate change, it's not on you. It's not something that you can do personally by switching yeah. straws or anything like that. It is an industrial and an institutional problem. Weathering with you taught me that. Phnom Pen taught me that. Podcastman.exe, logging out.